It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Athlon Insurance here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, is committed to letting you live your life your way. They have access to many different carriers of home, auto, and life insurance and are prepared to find the plan that meets your expectations and the needs of your family. For more information, you can visit them online at athloninsurance.com or you can give them a call at 225-366-7530 and let Dwayne Moran and his trained staff take care of your needs at Athlon Insurance. Cafecito Coffee Roasters work with farmers and importers to carefully select unique coffees from some of the top farms and co-ops in the world. They roast daily on a small batch roaster that gives them the freedom to manually control all stages of the roasting process. To learn more about their coffees and subscribe to their coffee subscription service, visit them online at cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. Cafecito Coffee Roasters. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the ABV Podcast. I am Chuck P. Thank you for joining us for this episode Remember to check out the sponsors for the show, Presonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Athlon Insurance, Government Taco, and Hops in the Hollows. And make sure you are following the ABV Podcast on all social media outlets. We are here at Mid-City Beer Garden on Government Street in Baton Rouge, joined by my man Jordan Adcock from Pelican Craft Brands. What's up, Jordan? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, sir. Glad to have you back on the podcast. Excited to be here. Yes, sir. And we've got Chris from Pontoon Brewing in the house with us. Chris, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having us on. We're excited to talk some pontoon beer. Hell yeah, dude, for sure. I'm uh, I'm hoping we don't all fall asleep into a food coma because we just ate the $6 burger special here that they do every Wednesday night at Mid-City Beer Garden. That was a tasty burger. Crushed those burgers, yeah. yeah. Super good. Jordan said he wasn't going to eat the whole thing and pretty much ate the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost <laughs> followed him down that road, but then, yeah, I started tasting. There was no way I wasn't finishing that burger. I probably shouldn't have done it, but... Um, <laughs> Look, we all make bad yeah, decisions, Jordan. It's it, fine. It'll be all right. You'll pay for it. You'll pay for it tomorrow. You'll will be fine. That's it. So we've got some pontoon beers in front of us. I haven't tried mine yet. So, Chris, what are we drinking right now? So right now we've got Garage Karate Round 2. So this is the second version of this beer. Uh, basically wanted to make a fun twist on a pale ale. So we did a little bit of a haziness to it because, you know, the haze craze going on yes, right sir. now. Um, and then we gave it a little extra bitterness, put some citra in there to give it kind of a citrus note at the end of it. Um, so really just a fun spin on a light traditional beer. Yeah, if you're going to do an IPA and you want like a juice bomb or something, you got to have that citra in there to make everybody right. happy. Right. See, mm. I'm sorry, go ahead, uh, no, I was going to say, if you haven't seen the can art for this beer oh, it's yet great. either, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um, certain, certain movie reference yeah, in there. Yeah, uh, there's a little yeah. reference to, on the can. <laughs> well, the one cool thing about pontoon brewing and you guys are out of sandy springs georgia is that correct correct the artwork for your cans the names of the beers are always great and the artwork is fantastic is that something that's done in-house you guys have an outside company y'all use yes yeah, so we're uh we're a group of a super super weird folks uh, um, <laughs> we basically you know have a meeting uh, once a week and kind of sit in a room and come up with all these crazy ideas uh, but by no means will we take all the credit you know we come up with some of the names and we come up with a generic you know, art style and idea, but then, you know, some of our artists that we outsource to, um, you know, just, just really taking an extra mile and, and they get definitely all the credit for, for that. 
Um, you know, we've done some really cool local competitions mm-hmm. um, to bring in new artists to our uh, portfolio. That's very um, cool. Yeah, so, you know, design a couple labels, have the community vote on it, and, you know, we brought on a new artist from that, and she's been super great for, for a lot of our labels. So right now we're splitting it between two folks and always looking for, for the next kind of uh, crazy artist out there that can kind of turn some of those pontoon labels. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the the shelf space is getting so crowded with so many uh, breweries getting their stuff out in the markets you need a can label to stand out you do so that way your brand is noticed and you guys crush it with that because the can art is just fantastic yeah no I I appreciate it Uh, again I won't take any of the credit there but um, (laughs) you know it is one of those things right now you know a lot of us kind of beer snobs kind of we we cringe at it right it's like man people are buying beers because the label looks cool well yeah it's not so much that right it's like how do you get them to pick up that can off of that crowded shelf and a lot of that if you can relate in that label if you can come up with a cool creative label that stands out you're gonna sell more beer it is what it is it's true it's, yeah. it's a visual game even for some places like the bulldog for instance here in baton rouge yeah. 86 taps or something like yeah, that yeah that sounds right close to it and I remember when I first started going there, when they initially opened, a lot of people that were with me weren't really craft beer people and didn't, under, didn't know what to look for. And they basically picked their beer by what the tap handle looked like. If it was a cool-looking tap handle, yeah. that's the beer they tried. <laughs> so it's the same thing with, with can art. Like, if something pops, they're going right. to go for it. And it also helps that you guys make really good beer Appreciate to go that. along with the can art. Appreciate that. So what is your role with Pontoon? Let's uh, let everybody know what you do. Yeah, with so guys. I'm the sales manager over there. Um, so handle kind of all things sales. I've got a, a really good crew uh, that works with me that handles our home state. Um, a lot of what I do, I turn it loose to them. I mean, they're, they're some great folks. So they pretty much control that home market for me. So a lot of what I do is just mostly our out-of-state markets, uh, obviously Louisiana being one of them. So I get to have fun and go on trips like this and hop on some cool podcasts and uh, – have more fun you know at the end of the day i sell beer so i really can't complain about this job right this is true at the end of the day like you have one of the coolest jobs out there you get to go visit cool places hang out with cool people and drink good beer so like cheers to you yeah cheers to that right (laughs) jordan you need to get you a job like that man i mean i don't know what you're doing over there pelican but i don't know it's kind of boring Kind of boring. <laughs> really hoping I just get a new boss. Do you soon. want to shit talk your yeah. boss? You want to shit talk Chris? Yeah, Lally? yeah. yeah. I, it's one of my favorite things to do. I uh, look free reign to it. It's me and uh, me and Derek Stewart, who works for you guys, also one of the owners of Gilla Brewing Company, did a good job shit talking uh, Chris on the Jay Cody show a few weeks back. I thought anyway. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know if you know, but whenever y'all had um, Derek on your radio show the other day, yeah. He sat there like a child the whole time, just sending y'all messages. Yes, he was. He was commenting and, uh, on our YouTube live feed. Yeah, yeah. He was really having fun, like, by himself in a room. Um, <laughs> laughing to himself. But, it, you know, that's kind of stuff he does. He's just a big baby, you know. He is he, a – yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a man-child. Man-child. That's Yeah, that's what I was looking for. But, I, you know, still, I, I guess in a way, lucky that he's my boss because I, I, I kind of – Get to do what I want to do, and he doesn't give me too much flack about Jordan, it. Jordan, you got a little little brown on your nose right there. I don't, I don't want to give him too much, you know. Yeah, that that at hand doesn't end, need to he get any pays, bigger. He he cuts my checks at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. Speaking of checks, where's my money, bro? Where's my money? Sponsor my show. I need my money. Calling him out during my podcast. <laughs> So, Chris, let's uh, let's talk awesome. about uh, you guys getting with Pelican Craft Brands. What was it when Chris and Jordan and the crew talked with everyone at the brewery? What was it that sold you guys that this was the distributor you wanted to work with coming into Louisiana? Yeah, I mean, they they put a good sales pitch together. It's, it's a good, fun group of guys, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's tons and tons of distributors in every state, right? But... How is somebody going to treat you? How are you going to relate to them? How is that conversation going to ha- you know, happen? Are we going to grow organically? Are we going to press this or that? So, you know, just a lot of the things we were looking for, um, you know, them being craft beer focused, um, them being a bunch of young guys that could adapt and, and knew a lot about the market and what the market was doing as it was changing because we've gone through a lot of changes here, um, you know, over the past couple decades. And it's it's hard to find someone who keeps up with it as well as they do. Um, you know, they they just 
they spoke our language, if, if yep. you will, um, to put it as simply as you can. And like I said, it, it, the, the relationship fit right away, you know. And we talked just over a phone call, and we could already tell, like, man, this, these are some people we want to hang out with. Yeah. Not, not just do business with. Let's hang out with them. Let's have a good time. And that's more what you want, right? You know, we can figure out how to sell beer at the end of the day together, but what's that relationship going to be like? And it was exactly what we were looking for at the time. So, uh, you know, been with about them. We've been with them now for about a year, year and a half. Yeah, about um, a year and a half. Now. Just about. Um, and so, you know, I, I like to think it, it's been a beneficial partnership for the both of us. And, uh, you know, we've done some really good stuff in just a year. So I'm, I'm excited. This is actually the first time I've been able to get out to this market. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, you know, obviously COVID and everything that's been yeah. going on, we've been playing it super safe. But this is the first time I'm getting to experience this New Orleans and Baton Rouge market. So, um, so from what I've seen in this quick, short day, um, it's definitely a, a fun group. And I think we've got some room to grow. Well, you definitely need to come back uh, once football season gets kicked in because you need to experience <laughs> tailgating here at LSU. Right, it's, right. It's unlike anywhere else in the SEC. I will stand by that. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> there's enough publications that have said it now. Like, we yeah. don't even have to say it anymore. Yeah. I mean, but Ryan yeah, Rusillo did, did a top five best uh, college atmospheres on ESPN a few years ago, and his number two was – LSU tailgating during the day, and then number one was LSU at night in Tiger Stadium. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Don't worry, I won't insert a Bulldogs thing here. I'm not a Bulldogs fan, so we're uh, good there. Won't hold that against you. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) What's the Bulldogs looking like for this season, man? They're looking good or what? I guess Kirby Smart's getting things together over there. Like, you got thoughts for this season? You like to think that every year, right? You know what I mean? Again, I'm not a Georgia fan. I will say that before I say anything else on this. Um... I won't say who I am because I'm embarrassed by that. I'm originally from Florida. You can put all that together. All right. Well, uh, so um, go Seminoles. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's oh, yeah. Man. We don't we don't talk about that. But uh, yeah, no. From the Georgia side, I mean, don't get me wrong. Great football team and everything. It's it's getting over that big hump of a of a game that they yeah seem to struggle with. So you know, who knows? Maybe this is their year. We'll who say knows? the same thing we say uh, every year over there. Well, I mean, <laughs> at least they have a quarterback. Yeah. To be determined on what yeah, we have this year. We'll, Max Johnson's going to be our starter, but we'll see what happens with us. We'll see about LSU, man. So, Jordan, when you guys were out looking to pick up uh, new breweries to put under the Pelican portfolio, what was it with Pontoon specifically? Like, you guys had their beer, you, you believed in the product, you figured they'd be a good fit for you guys and bring them here to Louisiana? So, whenever the conversation started with Pontoon, it was a really weird, vulnerable time. Yeah. Uh, it started right after COVID, essentially. And, I, I mean, honestly, we were out at that point, like, looking to see who has beer who wants to send us beer right now. Because, <laughs> we like, need business. We, 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 need, we need beer. And, uh, you know, none of the local distributors were doing that. And I think, like, you know, we must have reached out at the right time. And uh, we had, like he said, we had conversations, and it seemed like a great fit. We got along really well. Um, and that's more important than you would think in the beer business is just the relationship part of it between the brewery and the distributor. Um, but then, you know, we also like their, their specialty beers are fantastic. Like we talked about, the, the uh, labels are amazing. And then they had some really good core beers also. Mm-hmm. You know, if you haven't had New Wave or Crushing Waves or Wake Zone, all really solid beers. Yeah that we felt like we could grow those. So, um, you know, it just felt like a really good total package for us to bring into the market. I need to get one of these shirts that y'all are wearing. If y'all got fat boy size, let me know. <laughs> I may or may not have one in the truck. That's no, all I'm saying. I like it. I like it. Yeah, if you haven't noticed, they, they put the otter on everything, and uh, we're about to have a new beer from them. I don't know when this podcast you know, will be coming out, but there's uh, a Mr. T otter coming to a can. Check yourself. Uh, no. It's oh. called Check Yourself. We got a Czech Pilsner coming, as oh, traditional yes. as it gets. Obviously, Pontoon, we're known for some crazy wild things, but we like to throw a good traditional beer in there every now and then, and it's it's tasting really good. But like Jordan was saying, it's a, it's a full-on Mr. T figure label. Hopefully, he uh, enjoys that reference. Uh, but it's a it. nice otter with a bunch of gold chains on, super mohawk. Like it's <laughs> it's it's an instant classic. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the Great story camera. behind the otter? Where did that come from? You know, I think we were just looking for for an unofficial mascot, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I, it's funny. I enjoy a good pontoon boat. Uh, hence the pontoon boat stickers we're passing out yeah. tonight. Um, 
but a lot of people don't find pontoon boats as cute and uh, you know fun as an otter, right? So uh, you know, unofficially has over the years become our mascot. Every year at our anniversary, we bring out a couple live otters, um, and it get, really gets people excited. Hopefully, it is able to happen this year once COVID subsides and does whatever it's going to do to get to normalcy. But uh, yeah, it's it's just become an attracting thing. People recognize it. Some think it's a beaver, but most people understand <laughs> most people it's, are it's an otter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, so, the otter's awesome. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's quickly become a mainstay. I mean, just the shirt we're wearing, it's an otter holding a beer with a with sunglasses on. Yeah, right? it's like, great. It's, it's perfect branding, you know yeah. what I mean? So uh, it's definitely cuter than a pontoon boat. I'll give them all that. So it's, it attracts more fans that way. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I would think so. But nothing's wrong with a pontoon boat at right. all. Right, right. Maybe not pretty to look at, but still, pontoon boats are fun. So, Chris, have you always, like, what drew you into the craft beer world? And how long have you, like, been a craft beer guy? You know, funny, I was the... Uh I was that college kid. Uh, um, drank ton of Bush Light. Oh, of course. Tried to uh, upscale myself and drink some Yinglings and things like that from time to time when I could afford them. Um, and really never thought about craft beer, never understood craft beer until I was working for our owner's wife at the time. Okay. Um, so I was over at West Georgia um, and working for, our, like I said, our owner's wife. And he would come out to our you know staff parties and things like that. And he'd bring these crazy beers called an IPA, whatever that was at the yeah. time. Um, and I'd be like, oh, you know, that tastes like feet. I get why people say that now, yeah. right? <laughs> but, you know, over time, you'd keep coming, your palate adjusts, and you start to appreciate a lot of those flavors and creative things you can do with craft beer. And, you know, sure enough, I was at the time, I was ready to move on. And he goes, hey, you know, we're, we're hiring a sales manager. You know, I think you'd be really great in that role. I think you've got the people skills and whatnot. We can still, you know, continue that beer knowledge because I was still very young in the yeah, game. for sure. And that's, you know, the past year and a half, man, it's, it's been awesome. It's something I never thought I'd be doing. But it's like we talked about. <laughs> one of the most fun jobs, if you'll yeah. even call it that. So, um, you know, definitely come in with, with some raw beer knowledge. But over the past year and a half, it's been awesome to learn all this. And it's a, it's an awesome industry that I, I'll be honest, I never thought I'd get in. What's great when you're working for uh, a, a company like Pontoon, where learning about that process with you coming in green like that made it fun for you it made you enjoy it made you want to keep with it right and continue doing it and make that your job yeah i mean you're hungry to learn right it's like I, i'm i'm a humble person i'm not afraid to admit even sitting here today y'all both probably know more than i do about beer but at the end of the day i can get behind i can get behind what tastes good um, yeah. you know and you can figure out what tastes good pretty quick right yeah i sure. mean um, you can learn all the different hops and crazy things out there don't get me wrong uh you'll never know it all but um, you know, again, beer to me is more of a community thing and building relationships, right? Like we talked about, there's a ton of beer out there. It's a crowded market. You've got to be able to talk to people, build those relationships, and then have a good product that tastes well, right? So, yeah. um, you know, hopefully we check all those boxes and, and we can sell some good beer that way. Well, if everybody is as, is, is as cool as you are at Pontoon, I can't wait to get over there and meet everybody else. No, the rest of them are terrible. Do you okay. don't want to do it now. You're the coolest guy there. All right, cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like it. That's fine. I mean, that's how I feel about Jordan. I mean, Jordan's the coolest guy over at Pelican. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Travis was really the coolest, and now he, he's in Arizona. So. Was he? Was he ever? I've just got a long relationship with Travis. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, we talked about a little bit of the story. I don't think he was that cool. He came to Atlanta, and he couldn't <laughs> hang. You know, after one night, he was done. He was out. So... Jordan was there every night. That's all I'm saying. The, the Claremont Lounge won. Well, I mean, and Travis lost. Yeah, you don't bet, you don't bet on the Claremont. You'll bet bet against the Claremont. It'll get you every time. It's not yeah. not wise. Yep. <laughs> but I want to go back to we were talking about relationships with uh, between the brewer, the, between the brewery and the distributor, and the relationship you have with those, with with Pelican. I can understand even through a phone call, like you said, how you you guys knew instantly, like, all right, these are the people I want to work with, not because I believe that they're going to take care of us and get our beer on the market, but also they seem like really cool people to hang out with and have a beer and just, you know, and have a good time. I feel like with some of the bigger distributors, you wouldn't, you might get one or two people in there, maybe, maybe. Right. But when it's a smaller distribution footprint i guess like with pelican it's more intimate they're more more focused on you and they're not trying to come off as like a used car salesman exactly. they're being genuine they're being honest with you if they didn't believe in the product they wouldn't have gone to you in the first place yep so it's super important i think a lot of people really don't 
don't realize that. When I worked for Tin Roof Brewing, distributed by Mockler here in Baton Rouge, Jacob Talley, who's now with Paris Brewing, was their craft beer guy. Yep. Yeah. A guy who believed in craft beer, was a craft beer fan, wanted to push craft beer onto the market, get, get it out there. Everything I dealt with with Jacob was great. A few other people there as well were pretty cool. But for the most part, when Jacob left Mockler, and I don't even remember the guy that took his place, it was a guy that he knew nothing about craft beer, could tell you he didn't care about craft beer, really. Right. And it just, like, I couldn't connect with him. I couldn't have a conversation with him. And eventually after I left Tin Roof, and then Jacob ended up coming to Tin Roof, and I was like, sure, you wait for me to leave, and now you show up? Like, come on, I was stuck around. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that relationship is important. If you don't have that with your distributor, it's, I mean, if, if they're selling your beer, fine. But right. you're not going to, like, hey, let's plan events together and do pint nights and stuff like that because, like, you really don't want to hang out with these people. Right. And, and, and we've got a pretty aggressive model, um, you know, in, in case you don't know, just sales model-wise real quick. Like uh, Jordan mentioned, we've got the three cores that are solid, great price point, easy drinkers, you know, go after in some unique styles in that lineup. But then every month we're coming out with four new SKUs. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, every month we'll have a new IPA. Every month we'll have a new sour because obviously those sell very well for us and it's what we do well. Um, and then the last two we really try to have fun, like the check yourself, like yeah. check Pilsner. You know, we try to just match the season. August, everyone knows, is a ridiculously hot month yes. so we want to come out with a nice light traditional beer and and so they're able to understand and and build our confidence in them you know that they were able to handle a model such as that you know there's not a lot of breweries doing something as crazy as that and even i lay my head on a pillow at night and think it's pretty crazy myself still sometimes <laughs> but uh we make it work and and they make it work again being able to be adaptable and understand craft beer really sold us on them um, and and that goes a lot to what our model is and what we want to accomplish in states with that model is it just it matched really really well and they were able to understand it um, it's it's tough for a macro no offense um, but it's tough for a macro distributor to understand and learn four new SKUs every month um, whereas they want to you know get behind certain SKUs and just push the crap out of them because yeah. that's how they make their dollar um, so we really appreciate them you know, just being able to, to even think about and consider handling something like that, let alone executing it the way they are. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I figure Chris and everybody there looks at that like as a challenge for you guys. Like, yeah. let's they want to do this? Cool. Or we're going to figure out a way to make it happen and we're going to get it out there. Right, Jordan? Yeah. 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 I That's mean, the fun in it, I would think. I, I love doing it. And a little bit though. of a headache, maybe. I mean, well, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I almost complain about it these days, but it's also kind of a blessing that I get, like, so much – free beer just from sampling a single beer from all the specialties that come in every month. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I can't sample everything that comes in with, unless I just want to catch a buzz a couple times a week. Well, buddy, and that's then, why um, I have a podcast, so anytime you want to do that, you, you just give me a call. Um, but that's how we built this company, though. Like, it's the flexibility, like he's saying, just being flexible with, okay, like, they're offering us this many beers a month. Like, let's bring them in. Let's figure out where we can put them and um, how we can sell them. And we get excited about that because, you know, I think that that model of just selling the same thing over and over and over, I've done it before. I worked at Crescent Crown. Yeah. It gets monotonous. Sorry about that. No, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I, would, I would rather that over the other guys that's in, in true, town. True, true. Uh, but, you know, it, it just gets boring. You know, your salespeople get tired of that. Um, but... You know, I think that what we're doing allows our salespeople to always stay engaged. There's always something new, always new beer. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it allows discussion. Uh, and then, um, like all the accounts, I really enjoy it also. I hear it all the time that they look forward to my price list coming out on a weekly basis. <laughs> oh, like nice. they, they, they look forward to seeing what's new on our price list because they know that there's going to be new things offered. Yeah. And they're not getting that from other places. So, um, it, you know, having somebody like Pontoon where we know we're going to get four new ones a month, like, it, it makes it easier for us. Nice. That's really cool. Uh, you guys want to pause right here and go, y'all need to go take another round of samples out to everybody? Sure. To make that happen? Yeah. All right, let's do that. We're going to pause, get to uh, some sponsors, pay some bills. Chris Pennegy, where's my money? And uh, then we'll, we'll be right back here on the ABB podcast. <laughs> Where were we? 
Good question. I don't remember. <laughs> um, I think we had just finished talking about shit. Chris, don't pretend just, you don't know either. Towards the end, we talked about the sales model. I remember that. Yeah. Well, Y'all bringing on the four SKUs and all that craziness. Yeah, it was and, that. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's where it's about the four SKUs. Yeah. All right, so let's let's talk about some fun stuff. Chris, I want to know what's in your fridge at home. Like when you get back, you want a beer. Like you open up that fridge, what beer is sitting in your in your fridge besides pontoon beers? Ooh, you said besides pontoon beers. Besides beer. that's pontoon. That's the hard part. Um, right now, I've got a sweet spot. Um, we one of the other states we're in uh, is Tennessee, um, and they're keeping me busy up there and constantly dragging me up there for some fun stuff. So I've been grabbing some grist, um, that blueberry okay. cheesecake. Oh, oh that's man, good. that's good. Um, and I've been grabbing some homestyle from Bearded. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. I'm not a huge IPA person either yeah. by any okay. means. You know, I'm more of like we were just talking about the pale ales, lagers, and yeah. um, and pilsners of the world. And man, uh, that that's a that's an IPA I'll crush. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are those are usually my go-to's. Those are fresh in my fridge actually right now. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, just came back from Tennessee a couple weeks ago, so I've I've got a good stock of those right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, so pontoon wise, what do you have in the fridge? Oh, new wave, <laughs> new wave all day every day. New wave. Uh, okay. Everybody at the brewery knows that's my favorite beer. We find a six-pack going missing. I'm the first one blamed. So yeah. <laughs> um, that is easily my, my lawnmower go-to light, easy, crisp beer uh, we make for sure. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jordan. What's in your fridge? You said you had a ton of beer at home. Like, what's what, – yeah. <laughs> so, like, what's your – like, day you, – you finished working for Pelican. You're heading to the house. Get home. You want a beer. You open up the fridge. What's the first thing you're grabbing? Uh, it's like this is like asking Willy Wonka what candy he has. <laughs> um, so, I, or, or how about this? Instead of that, how about when you're out, night off? Yeah, yeah. You and the wife are going. So you come here to Mid City Beer Garden, have some drinks, hang out, get some food. What's your first beer you're going to order when you get to the bar? Uh, don't feel pressured to say you pontoon. Do, yeah, you Chris don't right have there. to say pontoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the fruit cup. Oh, I mean, that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you don't say pontoon, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it's usually whatever of ours is on tap. I mean, uh, I'm looking at what we have here, I, and don't get me wrong, I, I'd like to support the locals too. But I, I've been, I've been really liking what Rallycast's been doing lately with their IPAs. They've so been crushing it. I, I've, I've been going towards their IPAs a good bit lately. Nice. Uh, uh, but I still do like a really good lager. I wish we had more options like within our portfolio or just local breweries making some really high quality ones and distributing them. Yeah, I mean, to, for for breweries like Rally Cap or even Gilla Brewing, for them to do a, a lager is tough because it capacity-wise they just don't have the room for it because it takes so long to or do a time. lager. Yep, yep. So, I mean, I think – Either one of those rules would make a killer lager, pilsner, whatever, if they had the ability to do it. Yeah. I would love to see a rally cap pilsner. I think Kevin would have a have fun doing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would really be interested, but you're completely right. He does not have the capacity to do it right now. Um, hopefully we can sell enough of their beer and let them allow them to keep growing and get more tanks and hopefully we can get there one day, but Right yeah. now, they don't have the capacity. No. Um, I am looking forward. You know, we have the pontoon. Uh, <laughs> check, check yourself coming in soon. I'm excited about that. So, uh, yeah. It's a Czech style lager. I love that style, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, we've, we've been taking a few cracks at these traditionals and light beers. You know, it, it gets to these warm months and the, the southeast, besides Florida, Florida's the outlier here. Uh, most of them don't like drinking stouts and, and heavier things like that I'll outside drink a stout of maybe two, three months. I drink See, stouts you know, all year. We do that and we will put one out and then it'll kind of be like, all right, there's a small demographic that'll grab it. Um, so we've been doing a lot more this year of, of our light traditional beers. Um, obviously, Garage Karate, the Check Yourself coming out. Yeah. Um, we just released our first Kolsch, the Four Essentials. Um, super good Kolsch. She actually did a really good job. Credit to the back of our house. Um, you know, did a really good job at their first stab at a Kolsch. So, you know, I'm I'm excited to continue that trend. 
fun part is as long as they keep selling right you know that's yes. always the joke yeah, with those yeah. traditional beers but it's uh, fun until they're not moving right right <laughs> they're not as uh as sexy to chase uh, no. but uh they're definitely worthwhile grabbing that's for sure is that coach available here it is not not tonight no i mean like in general like in oh, louisiana yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. for us yeah. yeah we have that's okay. about and about i haven't seen it well honestly we just saw some at calandros potentially um, we did we did i believe we i think both adam and both calandros yep okay yeah um, i need to go check a seat we, we we talked about it earlier it's not the prototypical pontoon label though so oh, okay. you, you might not be maybe looking, that's why i haven't seen it be just, it could be it could be like pontoon like some of the other labels like it doesn't have the otter on it or anything yeah oh, okay. so, we uh as you we talked about earlier on i mean we're known for our crazy fun adjuncted beers with our crazy fun labels uh with with some weird designs on them so we literally took a complete opposite spin on this one tried to make fun of ourselves uh we get we get made fun of for a lot of the the purity laws if you will or, yeah. or the traditionalists so um this beer we literally just in black and yellow wrote the four essentials on a silver can oh wow okay yeah, it's about as plain as you can get um so it looks like just a silver can with minimal writing on it um, just to kind of make fun of ourselves and, and have a good time you know let everybody like pick that. on us for a little every bit. now and then you got you gotta you know Look back on yourself and be like, "All right, guys." <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, so. let's 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 humble humble humbleness is good. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You got to make fun of yourself, man. If yeah. if you can, and you'll let everybody else eat you up if you don't. So this is you, you got to have some fun with it. Did you know that the ABV podcast is sponsored by Presonus Audio Electronics? They're a global pro audio company headquartered right here in Baton Rouge, and they've been making pro audio hardware and software for a long time. I've been using PreSonus gear since I started my first podcast back in 2011, and as a former employee of the company, I'm super excited to have these guys on board. And thanks to these shiny new mics they let us use, well, they're a big part of why we suddenly sound so damn good. PreSonus' deal is that they leverage all of their 25 years of professional recording studio manufacturing experience to make industry standard pro audio tech available to both seasoned professionals and first-time hobbyists at a price that won't require you to sell your homebrew gear or list your doghouse on Airbnb. So check out PreSonus.com. They've got Bluetooth speakers, microphones, headphones, audio interfaces, and a whole lot more. Doesn't matter if you're a musician, live streamer, podcaster, DJ, or whatever, PreSonus has something for you. Even if you're not all that creative and just like to listen to any of the above and have it sound as good as possible, they're here for you wherever sound takes you. Conceived from a passion for craft beer and founded on the principles that everyone should have access to the market, Pelican Craft Brands founder Chris Pennegy rented a warehouse, bought a truck, and started selling craft beer. He put it all on the line for the little guy and to bring quality 100% American craft beer to the greater Baton Rouge area. And that's why I wanted to partner with Chris Pennegy and Pelican Craft Brands as a sponsor for my podcast. For more information on their portfolio, go online and visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Are you a fan of 80s and 90s pop culture and also like to collect cool glassware? Then you should check out my buddy Cliff Decatur's online store, hopsinthehollows.com. Featuring artwork from movies such as Friday, Trading Spaces, and even video game artwork from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and also characters inspired by the Garbage Pail Kids. He's got you covered. Whatever your glassware needs, he can take care of it. Check out his online store at hopsinthehollows.com. When you're craving tacos, there's only one place that can take care of your needs, and that's Government Taco, located on 5621 Government Street right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Happy hour specials Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, it's happy hour all day long. That's right. From open to close, you can enjoy happy hour drink specials and happy hour bar snacks as well. Government Taco, where the right of the people to possess and enjoy tacos shall not be infringed. So who, who who's the brains behind the names for these beers? Is it is it the brewer? Do you have teams that like come together? Like, what are we going to call this beer? How does that process work for y'all? Yeah, so there's a group of about six of us. Uh, both of our current active owners, myself, our brewmaster, um, and our marketing manager, we all, like I said, kind of meet that once a week. And we literally go through, like, we're already starting to plan our 2022 LTO schedule. Okay. Um, and a lot of that is, hey, here's the beers last year that did super well that we need to bring back. Um, and then, hey, here's some gaps in our schedule that we want to fill with, you know, a light lager or a heavily fruited sour. Okay, what can we come up with ingredient-wise? And then from there, once we have the ingredients, 
we kind of come up with those catchy names and those fun ones there. So that's definitely a, a fun in-house group. Um, there's many a times we do sit in that meeting like, uh, but then there's a lot of, there's a lot of good action though that happens at meeting. There's also a lot of super weird stuff that if I repeat it on, say a podcast like this, I might get in a little trouble for, but uh, I can bleep it out. It's fine. Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely some weird stuff out there. Uh, probably some stuff that we should never repeat, but, uh, oh, wow. yeah. okay. no, it's, it gets weird, man. I, I can't emphasize that enough. We are a really weird group of people I, I that come up with I can see that with you stuff. and Sean. And yeah. I don't, I don't know the other guys as well, but, you know, I can see it being a pretty interesting meeting of the minds. I tell you, if you were ever fly on the wall, that would be the meeting you'd want to be in. Yeah. <laughs> That That's going to be it. the most entertaining. They, oh, yeah. Y'all should bring Chris Pennegy into that meeting. Oh, gosh. And uh, <laughs> Wow. You sure about that? Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> it would go from ridiculous to, like, off the wall. Like, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. may need a moderator or something at that point. <laughs> yeah. That's a scary thought, having Chris in a room for something yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I, and I'm assuming there's there's beer involved with these sessions, or is it stone sober? Surprisingly, it is stone cold sober, <laughs> wow. mainly mainly because it happens on like a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Oh. Uh, I mean, still, I mean, if you're not, you know, you're not drinking all day, if you're, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you want to do some quality control. That's probably the time to do it. You know, you got to check and make sure your product tastes good. So this is uh, this is also true. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the time to do it. But yeah, it's. We, we've also got like a just a, a Teams chat. It's one of the apps we use, and, and that's active pretty much 24-7. So some of our best ideas, I will say, do come at, you know, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night when somebody's had a few and, and been having a good time and some weird conversation came up that <laughs> night, and boom, there's a beer name out of that conversation. Yep. So Let me write that um, down real quick. Yeah, exactly. Like, hold on, pause. So it's. I said, let me write that down real quick as I'm doing the texting <laughs> yeah. with my hands. I followed suit. Don't worry. Yeah, you did. Exactly. Right there. Apparently, we don't write now. Is yeah. this how we like, write can, now? Can you picture yourself with a pen and paper, like actually writing down something? No, right it's now? it's literally if I'm in a meeting at work and we're talking about stuff and I'm taking notes. I opened the Notepad app on my phone, and that's me taking notes. Yeah. Seriously, like they, you know, they taught you cursive, which was the complete waste of time in school. Yeah, <laughs> totally forgot how to use cursive. If I write in cursive, it's so oh, slow because I'm trying to remember letters. But even just writing in print nowadays, I'm like, how do you make this? Like, I forget that. You know, you just yeah. type everything nowadays. If I had, if someone put a gun to my head, and told me to write my name in cursive, <laughs> they'd have to shoot me. Yeah. I, I don't know if I remember how to do that or not. It's been so long, and. I, my penmanship used to be pretty decent, but over the years, just from playing drums, like I have, I had carpal tunnel surgery on my left hand. I need it on my right hand because it's gotten pretty bad. So me and I'm right-handed, so me writing right now looks like my my six-year-old daughter's handwriting looks better than my handwriting. <laughs> yeah, the hand cramps too. You know, nowadays I can't I can't do it, dude. And just from sitting on a sitting at a desk with a mouse and like being stuck in that position. Not good. It's not fun. That's why no. I look forward to the radio show starting at four, so I can drink and just goof off for two yeah. hours. Yeah. Yep. He, they just asked me. The manager here just asked me, like, so what do you like better, podcasting or or the radio show? And I'm like, well, podcasting's a little bit more. You know, I have more free reign here. If I drop it, if I say fuck or shit or whatever, I don't have to worry about. Oh my God, the FCC is right, going right. to make a phone call to the radio <laughs> station. I said, plus I get to hang out places like this and drink beer and meet cool people. And then I thought about it. I also do that same thing on the radio show. <laughs> so, like, so by the time this airs, this this will have passed. But tomorrow on the radio show, I've got Jacob Talley from Parrish and Roger Talley from Great Raft, both coming on the radio show. Oh, awesome! Bringing beer. So that's my Thursday afternoon. That's That'll what I'm be doing. a fun time. Doesn't, so doesn't sound like a bad Thursday to me. No, it's never a bad. Pretty Thursday. good. Pretty good dudes. Yeah, they're not. They're not bad people, and they're bringing beer, which is always a good one. Right. It, just works it sounds out. like you're trying to compete with us for who has the better job here. You know, I sell beer all day, but it sounds like you get to drink and talk about beer. We're kind of doing some of the same here. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> tomato, tomato, sure. It's, you know, it's, it's close enough to being the same thing. Yeah. But you get to travel more outside of Fair. where you are. I'm kind of, kind of. Well, I mean, that's also tough for you as well. Last year, you guys probably couldn't do any of that stuff. Right. Events, no tastings anywhere because of COVID. It. it we got to the point here where mandates were lifted, things opened back up, we're able to do those things again. Now the Delta variant has creeped its way all over the place, things are starting to shut down stuff. Are you are you seeing anything back home in Georgia, like events you guys have planned coming up that are starting to look like, ah, maybe we might have to postpone this or cancel anything? 
Yeah, no, definitely. I, I'm, you know, selfishly keeping my fingers crossed for sure because <laughs> last year was not fun, especially from the sales side. You know, it, yeah. I, we actually ended up, uh, myself and one of the sales reps ended up being on the canning line. You know, like wow. that became my new job. Yeah, because uh, obviously a lot of our all of our beer went into cans at that point. So, um, you know, our, our canning numbers quadrupled at that point. Um, and it was it was it's it's a nightmare. It's a sweatshop back there. But, uh, I've worked the canning line. I know. Yeah. Not yeah, fun. It's not, not fun. fun. Not fun. <laughs> Especially when you got one of the old school ones. You know, we got an old school wild goose. So we're doing four at a time and it's just end of the line. Grab, put in a case, grab, put it. But. Anyways, yeah, no, there's there's definitely some hesitancy out there. Obviously, um, you know, the big festival we have coming up uh, is our Brownie Bash Festival, uh, September 25th, uh, last Saturday of September, and it is definitely a blip that we are watching hardcore on the radio or on the radio on the radar. Um, it's it's an ever developing thing, right? And it's yep. kind of one of those you you plan that you're going to have it full scale and until you get really close and you've got to make that hard call you know same thing last year um you know we wanted last year to be the first time we had all these breweries come in and you know do this hype brownie bash festival obviously COVID had some different plans and we had to cancel last year um, still release some of those bottles and things like that but this year we're hoping things kind of get out of the way by the end of September, but you honestly never know. Um, you know, Georgia obviously being the state that it is, too, um, it'll be pretty much, it sounds like, up to our interpretation at that point. Yeah. Um, but we'll make the right call. We'll play it safe, and we'll do the best thing we can for to keep everybody safe and have a good experience if we're able to have it. Well, let's talk about Brownie, Brownie Bash. Uh, is this the first... Was last year going to be the first year of Brownie Bash? Have you guys done that before? Or? So last year was going to be the first year we invited breweries from across the country. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so we had started putting together a list, even started selling tickets and everything, and like I said, had to cancel it. So we've done a version of Brownie Bash before, two years before this. Yeah. Um, it's all based on, a, on our Brownie Batter Stout. Um, which got its name, funny enough, literally our whole brewery, anytime we brew this beer, it smells like you're baking brownies at your house. Wow. Um, it doesn't necessarily taste like a brownie, um, but that's don't, how it dude, got don't its say, name. Don't, don't say that. Yeah, yeah, we, no. we, put all, we put all the chocolate fudge oh, and vanilla yeah, yeah. you need in it anyway. It's so, a really good beer. Yeah, we, uh, that was our selling point for Pelican. We brought him over to Atlanta and tasted all the bottles and couldn't remember a thing after that. Yeah, Pelican uh, said he was going to bring me back a bottle when he didn't. Uh, well, Oof. come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. He told me he was going to bring me back a bottle. He told me I have to try this beer, and I, you, I he never. How many back. times did you remind him, though? Not fair. That's fair. <laughs> in the, in their defense, we don't let many of those bottles escape. So, but we'll figure something out at this point. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So we um, every year, you know, since we've been open, we've we've won some gold medals, been on the covers of magazines just for this beer, the beer connoisseur, um, and all of that. So it's it's continued to get a type, and it's become one of our most well-known beers, if not the most. So yeah. um, you know, now we're basically trying to you know build on that, right? And so we now for September this year, we've got 62 brews from across the country confirmed to come here to Georgia and bring you know some of their most hyped stouts some of their most hype IPAs if that's what they prefer or their sours we're kind of leaving it up to interpretation but it's going to be a basically a, a hype fest yeah. um, and so it's something we wanted to bring to Georgia you know Georgia does a really good job of doing some local craft beer fests and bringing in those local breweries um, but I think this has the potential to be one of those really cool kind of national-esque fests bringing in all these breweries from across the country so we're keeping our like fingers Wake crossed, Fest, man. Right? Yeah. Kind of like Wakefest or yeah. what was that? Huda Poo Day or whatever. Right, exactly. Exactly. So uh, we've been working with a few consultants and things like that. Obviously, you know, none of us have ever put on this grand scale of event, but we brought in the right people who have done tons of these, you know, Irie Jungle Fest and all that down at uh, Tripping Animals in Miami. Yeah. Um, so we've brought on uh, some good folks to kind of guide us through this. And, you know, for right now, we're going to keep planning like we're going to have it and keep our fingers crossed that it, it all pans out it's a pretty impressive list i was looking at it last week and uh the cool thing is you've got some louisiana breweries that yeah are be urban there this south year. gillis shout out to those folks coming over yeah. yeah super excited to have them um you know definitely uh, a list that got very hard <laughs> you know uh it's how many breweries can you say no to without pissing some people off and right? I, you know we do apologize for those folks but um you know, these these were the first to respond and, and the most excited to come. And, you know, we're bringing some really cool brews that they talked about with us. So, um, you know, there's this is definitely a list that is to be expanded on. But I think we've got a really, really good list for our first year. 
Well, I'm excited about it just for the simple fact that, once again, Chris Pennegy yeah. promising me things, <laughs> told me he would get me a ticket for this event uh, so I could ride up there with you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and come check it out. I, want, I wanted to be a part of it. I was even going to bring – I have like a little – Small handheld uh, recorder that I want to like talk to some people get with you, Chris. Again, like yeah, definitely get some little, you know, just some 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 sound bites I can use in the podcast. But most of all, words. yeah. But most of all, I want I want to come check out the facility over there definitely. at Pontoon and then try beers from some of these breweries that we still don't have here in Louisiana right. that I normally have to trade for or right. find other ways to get a <laughs> pay one hundred twenty five bucks for that bottle or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The markup is a little yeah. ridiculous, but yeah. I want that beer that bad, so it's like it's one of those things. Yeah, it, it'll be a little scary. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's I want to say about seventy five and and one twenty five or something like that for GA and then VIP. But yeah. if you think about it, you're tasting some of the most hype rare beers around the country. Absolutely worth. And it. you're getting unlimited four to five ounce pours of that. Yeah, you're easily getting your money back and just two three four samples exactly let alone all the other perks that you're getting from that festival so um there's also a nappy roots concert at the end of it yeah hello so like hey you know i get a concert and all this crazy hype beer why would i not do that yeah anybody Um, complaining about about the price point needs to just shut the hell up just buy a ticket and realize you are definitely getting your money's worth this event. big time big time so yeah no it's it's like i said man it is if it comes to fruition, it's going to be one of the coolest things that we've ever done. Um, and right now, it's just kind of hold your breath and keep your fingers crossed and hope <laughs> yeah. it all kind of pans out. So, we'll, Dude, we'll I hope so. I mean, we, we're as we record this, it is August 11th. So you've that event at the end of September. So hopefully by that point, things will have started to descend back into a little bit of normalcy and cases slow down and you guys are able to pull this event off without a hitch and have the have the amount of people there that, that want to be there that you can have there right right and everybody enjoys themselves and have a good time yeah definitely we're still trying to convince uh convince chris to uh go ahead and get us a uh, co-op rental bus you know we've got a good bit of louisiana yes. folks out here coming over to this festival Dude. uh to to just partake in the activity so we're trying to work something out. We've got to just everybody keeps nudging Chris from uh, Pelican, and we should be in some good shape here as we get closer. No promises, but yeah, we got you got the stay, idea's been thrown out there. Got to stay on Chris. <laughs> apparently, where's my money, Chris? Give me my yeah. money. Where's my money? Reminders. Jordan, remind him tomorrow you when you get in there. I'm just gonna send him calendar invites yeah. over and over again. Yeah, hey, book that bus. I, I'll tell yeah. you what I'll do whenever whenever I need Chris to get something done. I'll send him an email, I'll text him, and I'll set a calendar date all at the same time. So his phone just goes ding, 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 ding. And then he finally usually responds at that point and gets what I need done. Um, can, so you, can you set how many times a calendar alert can go off on someone's phone? I don't, you, I don't know if you can. Uh, I think you maybe. can add some different – you can add like a second, third, and fourth alert. Yeah, I'm pretty just sure. Just add events like every five minutes on this one day where it <laughs> right. just keeps alerting him every five minutes. <laughs> That's how you get things done I'll with Chris Kennedy. I'll see get it done, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, he's a busy man, but uh, – Is he though, really? I mean – I. <laughs> Let's be honest. I think so. He he plays it like he's busy all the time. I I mean, I'll get weird texts from him sometimes. I'm like, is that what you're doing right now, really? Um, But, you know, um, I think think most of the time he is working – you know, he's a a numbers guy, so he's sitting there looking at numbers, being nerdy and stuff. But um, we need that at Pelican. You know, we got to make sure we get paid and stuff. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm not mad Somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah, yeah somebody's yeah. got to do it. Yeah. As long as it's none of us, it's fine. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not doing it, that's no, for no. sure. No, no. Well, Chris, thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate you uh, taking some time out from your tastings here at Mid-City Tapper, Mid-City Beer Garden. Get that right? Yeah. And, uh, join the podcast, man. I do appreciate it. Yeah, no, man. I, I really appreciate you having us on. I know we, uh, like I said, are, are really trying to kind of really break into this market and, you know, put a face behind the brand that we haven't been able to do with, with COVID. So, you know, I appreciate being able to do something like this, get the word out to some Louisiana folks about our beer. And, you know, I'll, I'll continue to work with Pelican and, and get back out here and we'll figure out some cool stuff. Absolutely, man. Anytime you're back and uh, y'all are doing something you want to podcast, let me know. We'll set it up and make it happen for yeah. sure. It sounds like our next conversation will be a Brownie bash, hopefully. I'm hoping so. <laughs> I am hoping so. Or football season, right? Or football, football season. season. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Countdown Saints football this weekend I'm super excited yes, about. Yes, yeah. yeah. 
things aren't looking good. I'll say no, they're not. They're not looking good. You guys don't feel about feel good about ex Florida State alum Jameis Winston? Come on now. I don't feel feel bad, but. um, Well, I mean, besides the fact that we got to deal with him probably as our starting quarterback, our star wide receiver requesting a trade. Yeah, hold your crab legs too while you're at uh, it. They just had a player retire during training yes. camp. Yes, like, <laughs> during training he's, camp, he just he's retired. Like, he's like, he saw the team, and he's like, yeah, this isn't good. Like, I'm done. <laughs> saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, like, I am, yeah. I'm getting this the hell out. This is worth a couple million dollars. I'm done. <laughs> God, this is going to be the year Atlanta actually goes to the Super Bowl. Like, oh, jeez. No, we're not. No, I don't. I don't think no. Chris even wants to deal with that. He's not no, an Atlanta fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, the, the Falcons, I mean. Do we need to talk about what happened a couple years ago? I don't think so. I think no. everybody remembers that. No. Uh, I just same problem as Georgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that big yeah, game that, that they well. struggle to. Uh, well, they to couldn't win. close a game last season. Right. Like they had big leads in like four games in a row and lost them all in the fourth quarter. I mean, now Julio's gone too. Yeah, they no longer have Devontae Freeman in the backfield. Like there's just you got some good tight ends, but. What else are you going to do? You know what I mean? If I was Matt Ryan, I'd be trying to get the hell out of Dodge. Right, right. That guy can't stay on his feet longer than two seconds. So, uh, no. Everybody no. thinks he's the problem. I no. don't think so. You got a line that can't keep your quarterback upright. That's right. the problem. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> and now no weapons to throw to. So it's like even worse. Yeah. Yeah. And good he, luck. He's going to get retired on his, not by his choice this season, if that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. They'll probably trade him away, I'm assuming. It's Look, typical Atlanta fashion. I'll take him here in New Orleans. I'll, I'll, be, oh, I'll, I'll take Matty Ice over here. Okay. All right. I'm going to believe in James well. for now. I, like, no, I don't. What I is do, it? Um, I choose to be optimistic at this moment. We'll see you this weekend after preseason, though. <laughs> Who's the other uh, the guy that plays the – Taysom the, Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill. This, what are the chances he comes in by week three or four and ends up being the starting quarterback if Jameson doesn't do well? I mean, the, the few starts he had last season, he didn't look bad. Yeah. He's a good – he's a good he's, – he's good out of the pocket, but so is Jameis. That's his strength on his feet. Right, yeah. He's got a good arm, but his brain is scattered. Right. Taysom – Taysom's brain. Well, Taysom made some some dumb passes last year too. But yeah. I mean, if I've got to take the two, the lesser of two evils, I'm gonna. I gotta go Taysom Hill. Really? I've got. See, to. I'd go the other way. Taysom Hill. I think you got to draw up the specific play, and it's one read option, and that's it. You know what I mean? If that first option isn't open, it's like you said. He scrambled. Can't look to a second, third. Yeah, but, maybe so. You know, what do I know? I played baseball for a living, <laughs> not football. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to get out of here be done with all this football talk and drink some more beer. Jordan, thank you again for coming on as well. Yeah, man, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Let's Anytime. Soon. Yes, absolutely. Don't forget to check out sponsors for the ABV Podcast, PreSonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Athlon Insurance, Government Taco, and Hops in the Hollows. If you want some cool glassware, go to hopsinthehollows.com. Use the promo code ABV. You get 10% off of your glass order. So do that at hopsinthehollows.com. Promo code ABV. Until next time. Also, by the way, thanks everyone here at Mid-City Beer Garden for allowing me to set up at the end of their bar and take over some space and do a podcast. Definitely appreciate that. Until next time, I am Chuck P. This is the ABV Podcast. Cheers.